welcome to the Bump Room Podcast. I'm your host, Ailish Cleary, and my mission is to bring connection and understanding to the profound and powerful changes becoming a mother brings. I aim to achieve this through insightful conversations with people I find inspiring and empowering in the space of motherhood support. Okay, so I am super excited to be having this conversation today with Lorraine. So Lorraine is also known as the Globe Baby Doula. And um, so Lorraine is a doula and she also does perinatal support, antenatal workshops and trauma resolution. And I I know Lorraine because I kind of started following her during COVID and I was like really loving all the stuff she was putting up. And then I met her at an event we did and I just was like blown away by her passion um, to support women and just also her honesty. Like Lorraine is just so honest and straight with people and is an amazing listener. Like when you see her in action, you see that she really, she really goes like to connect with the women and listens to her women so that she can meet their needs so I'm super excited to be here so me and Lorraine um had a little chat and we're going to just start off with this question um but before we start Lorraine you're very welcome thank you I'm not an introduction I'm nearly crying here (laughs) well it's true like you are really honest like and you are I I get that you get women Mm -hmm. I do because I've been there I think as well Mm. you know I've I've been in the trenches and I've been at those really highs and I'm like I get it you know yeah and I'm really honest because I'm actually the worst liar in the world (laughs) like I can't lie oh my do you ever get in trouble do you get in trouble sometimes for being oh yeah oh yeah like I remember growing up and trying to lie and my parents be like Lorraine we know that you're telling lies like okay sorry (laughs) worst liar ever but like I can get in trouble because I'll be like so straight with people that like oh yeah my husband is like I can't believe you said that (laughs) really but I said but like like that was what that was right in front it was the elephant in the room like yeah someone had to say it you know um so yeah I'm not afraid to go well I wouldn't say I'm fearless but like I, I ra- I'd rather have the discomfort of being straight than the discomfort of the elephant in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to cover up all these lies and this. Yeah. This yeah. yeah. I get that. And it's not even like it's, I know we've gone off track, but I think it's really, it's a little bit like, you know, pretending, like pretending, everyone's pretending when like, well, actually, we should, we need to talk about this. Yeah. But, okay. I've gone off track. But Lorraine, we okay. said we would talk about what is a doula. Yeah. So, I suppose a really simplified um, explanation would be a perinatal coach. Like people have life coaches, they have business coaches. A doula is like a coach, like we're there to support you um, emotionally, informationally, physically. Um, You know, that information is all evidence-based information. We are continuously um, updating our knowledge, updating any information that we have to match with the most recent research and studies. Um, we're there to offer that emotional support as well. You know, we're there for the highs, the lows. We're there to just hold space 
um, which is a really, really important part of our job is just sitting there and listening to someone and not trying to offer solutions, not trying to fix anything, because I don't believe anybody is broken. They don't need to be fixed. They just need to be listened to. Um, and yeah, and listening non-judgmentally without any bias, without any, you know, bringing your personal life into it. Um, and then the physical element then as well as to help, particularly during labor and birth, like, you know, given physical comfort measures to um, help somebody to get through labor and birth in a more positive and more empowering way. Does that kind of answer yes, the question? I love it. I've never heard it before, but like I say, in a perinatal coach. Yeah. But like when you say it like that, it's like, yes, of course. Like, because this is a massive like transformational change and like any big change you, you would get like you'd frequently have coaches like you know and um yeah yeah and to be honest I nearly prefer perinatal coach I know right I know I've been thinking a lot about this recently and you know I find sometimes I find it hard to describe what I do because there's so many elements to it and I'm like how can I break this down so that I'm not losing somebody's attention because I could go on for days about what I do and how I support people. So recently I've just been like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a perinatal coach. I coach people. Like I help them to get to a stage that they want to be at. You yeah, know, and as a coach, like, guide. Yeah. you guide them. Like as a coach is someone that doesn't tell you like what you need to do. A coach is someone that like opens up your mind to, or like listens, holds space, space. And then you, and you, you normally come to, the solution or not the solution but you know the next path or whatever yourself yeah um but I love that perinatal coach I love it like emotionally informationally physically mm-hmm. like it's it's so yeah I love that and I'm gonna I'm gonna share something which is probably gonna be really like controversial but like when when I hear doula I I kind of have this immediate association with my like scientific brain oh, yes that's, that's really hippie yeah <laughs> it's such a huge misconception like and it really really is and you know I'll share something when I was pregnant on my first daughter we were living in China and I was looking up all these things you know what should I be doing during pregnancy what do I need to buy you know all the stuff that everyone does when they're pregnant and I remember one day the, the word doula popped up on my Google search and I was like, what's this? And I went in and I read the first line. And I was like, oh, my God, this hippie shite. And I exited out of the page. <laughs> and here I am almost seven. I know seven years later, here I am. And I'm a doula. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, oh, that's so it's funny. Like, and the thing is, like, I actually am a hippie, like. This oh, is the yeah. thing. Like, 100%. I, I can't, but I can't surrender myself to it fully. Like, you know, I'm like this hidden hippie, like, you know, but uh, like walking around barefoot in your garden. Yeah. Oh, I do hippie things. Like, I do, like, you know, like I hug the trees. Like, I do yeah. the whole lot. You know, if I'm out for a walk, I'll, I'll hug a tree for a minute. Like, I'm, I'm out there with the hippies. So, just in case yeah. there's anyone that's like, but I do think it, it, it um, deters people so I really love perinatal coach I'm going to actually explain it like that to women in my classes I'm going to say you know because just to share because I shared with this with Lorraine I on my last birth because my last baby I had a home birth my home birth midwife said you have to have a doula this is non-negotiable 
she said to me like I will not I will not unless because she said my job is the medical side of things you're going to need another person there that's going to support you do you think she did ask now do you think your husband can step into that supportive like real supportive role and I said no so uh, because I knew from my previous two births I was like no so she's like well you'll have to have a doula and it's non-negotiable and I had all of these reservations because I wanted to talk about them with you so that because I think maybe they're there they are the reservations that I see in the women in my classes had these reservations about okay like what if I don't like her like what if she comes in and she's been really busy body and telling me what to do um how is is it going to be weird having like a stranger or someone I don't really know that well in with me during the most vulnerable time in my life um what if she doesn't connect with my husband um like so they were the big ones mm-hmm. how do how will I know you know um what because I know you meet them before but like maybe at that time we didn't meet enough but like yeah so they were all my concerns and then my other concern was like how much is it going to cost? Does it go on? Is there an extra cost if, if your labor is like two days or like, how, how does it work price wise? How do you pay them? Um, and I think, you know, at that time, I suppose, of course, it's eight years ago now, like even if you, when you, when you phrase it like a perinatal coach, you know, you wouldn't probably be as, okay, how much does coach cost? How much is it going to, but for some reason as a doula, I'm a bit like, oh, this is going to be weird, you know? Mm. So, yeah. So tell me, um, yeah. So like, what, what do you think when I say they were all my reservations? They're very common. Like the first one, definitely 100%. What if I don't get along with this person? You know, what if she's busy body or she's coming in and she's, I don't know, you know, a hippie sitting down singing Kumbaya with her guitar while I'm giving birth. Like, <laughs> But you know, I mean, like they're, they're real reservations and they're really common. Um, so the first thing is I would always tell someone if you are thinking about having a doula, you get a list of the doulas that cover your area and you have a call with all of them and you will know your doula. Just like me, when I have a consultation call with someone, I know that this person is someone that I would click with and that I 110% want to support. I also know if we wouldn't make a good team for the birth. You know that just in a phone call or in? On a consult, I usually do Zoom calls, a consultation okay. call, so we can see each other face to face. And that's enough. That's sufficient. Yeah. That's sufficient, is it, to kind of figure that yeah, out? Yeah, one hundred percent. Because like, if you're talking to someone on a consultation call and you're thinking, mm, I wouldn't be able to be in her company for an hour, but you could actually be in her company for twenty-four of those hours, you know? Or if you're talking to someone and you're trying to think of something to talk about. And there's that awkward silence and, you know, it, it, you just don't feel comfortable Then that's not your doula. And the same for me, that's not my client. But if you're sitting there and the conversation is flowing and, you know, you're opening up and you're sharing your story and everything feels really natural, that's your doula. I'm so you glad know? you said that. I, I kind of thought you might say, um, oh, the doula will know how to change herself to suit that woman. No, absolutely not. Like, I don't... <laughs> self to sue anyone I'm me and like you know I don't, that's it 
Okay, so that's brilliant. So that's really good advice. So find all the doulas in your area and yeah. just arrange a consultation with a number of them and, yeah. and have that consultation. And, and essentially you'll know, which I, I think is is pretty. Yeah. You, you know when someone is listening and gets you. you yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I that was brilliant. When I say that then as well, I think an element of that a lot of people think right well I've interviewed all these doulas let's look at the cost and whoever's the cheapest I'll go with that person because we don't all charge the same prices right so I would say don't do that because if you've made a really good connection with someone regardless of the distance regardless of the price that's your doula you want to go with that person if you're going with the cheapest person and you haven't made that connection it's still going to be you know in the background of your mind and you're still going to be going but what if I don't feel comfortable with her during the birth what if she does this and what if she does that and that's not good you know that's not that's not where you want to be during your pregnancy and when you're in labor that's definitely not where you want to be you don't want to be thinking oh Jesus Lorraine is going to be coming there soon and you know what if she does this because that's throwing you off that's like you're not in in the birth zone where you need to be so try to forget about the price. Try to forget about the location of the doula. If you connect with them, you go with that doula and you, you, know, you make the cost work. So a lot of doulas I know offer payment plans for me personally, because I know my own story. Um, I offer payment plans. I usually ask for a 20% deposit just to secure the dates. And then from there, my clients can pay as they wish. So if they want to pay 20 euro a week until 37 weeks, work away with that if I'm still with them in the postpartum and they want to continue those payments into the postpartum that's fine with me as well so I'm very flexible with payment plans because I do understand having a baby is already expensive and there's already so many things that people want to get that the prices rack up on yeah um, so Can like then like so am I correct in thinking then that you probably have different prices depending yeah. on that woman's needs depending on where she's coming from and depending on what you think, how much support she's going to need in terms of your time. Mm -hmm. So could you give me like a range, like, so like say your average, no major issues, like I'm probably using all the politically incorrect terms here, right? (laughs) But like, you know know what I mean? Your average baby birth and then maybe someone who's had a different difficult birth experience or maybe a long journey to get there or has lots of not lots but has things that should require more support what would be the price points usually oh right well I have see it's so different for everyone (laughs) so it's really hard to you know put a price on any of those I have packages so I have three different packages so they range from I think 750 I think is the cheapest package with me and then the last package which I call the deluxe birth is 1600 and something I believe I'm terrible at remembering my prices I usually that's not much Doreen I'm just thinking of the bill I got from my accountant recently (laughs) yeah I know right yeah every January I raise my prices and particularly January coming with inflation and everything, I definitely have to raise them. But yeah, I make them as affordable as I possibly can because I know the price of having babies, you know. Um, 
And then with each package, obviously, they come with different amounts of support, both antenatally during the birth and then postnatally as well. I have lots of add-ons that people like to choose if they want to. Um, and obviously, they will come with additional costs as well. Tell me about the add-ons. So um, there's... Um, I do Reiki. I do perinatal Reiki. So sometimes people like to have some Reiki throughout their pregnancy to help them to relax and... Um, bring extra calm I have antenatal workshops breastfeeding workshops um I have uh, perinatal trauma so you know if someone did have a traumatic experience they could add trauma onto it or a birth debrief I do closing the bones as well in the postpartum which is absolutely beautiful and whoever doesn't know about that please look into it because it's the most gorgeous ceremony after birth it's just so beautiful um, I think those are the all... rebozo. Is that part of your antenatal workshop? The rebozo, yeah, I include that in the workshops, and then in my antenatal visits with people, I show them how to use the rebozo during labour and birth and pregnancy and everything. Just for well. people that might not know it, but the rebozo is just like um, it's a technique to help like move the baby down during labour, and you use like kind of a really big piece of material. I'm probably saying that called the rebozo, um, but yeah, um. Like Lorraine, like that's not, like I mean, oh, I just wish I'd had that. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd had. I wish I'd had you because, like, a lot of the time I find when you when you talk about your fears or anxieties or worries or concerns when you're pregnant, um, you you don't you get a lot of like what you said kind of fixes or advice Dismissal. and opinions. Yeah, sorry dismissal yeah you don't aren't you so lucky be grateful that you're pregnant be grateful you had a a happy healthy baby and like that's not helpful at all or even like it might be even more subtle than that sometimes it might be like um actually more dismissive you know the way someone might say oh yeah yeah I know that happened to someone and they were totally fine at the end of yeah oh sure I felt like that and sure I'm grand now yeah yeah like (laughs) But you're not. I know you're not. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you're being really honest. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like since I started practice, actually, since I started training as a doula, it's I I've noticed that so many women open up on such a deep level with me and I don't even have to say anything. I just stand there and they just open up so deeply. And just spill everything. And I can like I can physically see them walking away lighter than they were. And like this, this has been at my daughter's horse riding lessons. This has been on the street bumping into someone. This has been like bumping into someone with their friend. My my grandmother, who's tipping on 90. Like I went into her one day. We live in her garden and I went in and we were just chatting about the rest restrictions and all and she was like ah sure look back in my day men weren't allowed in anyway so I don't know what the big story is about it I don't know why everyone's going mad about it and I just I don't even know what I said a simple couple of words and she told me all three of her birth stories completely opened up about them told me about how she cried and how she wished that her husband was there with her how she wanted her mother how she didn't feel listened to and this is like you know my dad years ago like long time ago 
yeah do you know it's just it's mad and that's why I think when someone says oh sure that happened to me and I'm grand that's why I think you're not yeah it's always deep down yeah it's always yeah you've buried it down because other people have said this to you and they've made you feel that you just need to carry on and get get over it in inverted commas here (laughs) um you know and it's just it's not helpful and it's creating this we have so much generational trauma in Ireland it's it's just phenomenal how much generational trauma there is there and there's such a big shift happening at the moment so many people are breaking that 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 trauma which is amazing because it needs to be broken for the next generation but I also feel like we need to go back to the previous generations and start supporting them through through it as well yeah so much you know yeah I totally get that yeah I'm also very passionate about you know perinatal trauma and trying to break that cycle obviously because we've gone off track again (laughs) well I mean I think we've covered the doula thing we know what you do when we know prices (laughs) and I was um no, and, but the, we're not going off track because the perinatal trauma is like, this is the whole reason why you have a perinatal coach. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, so that you don't actually experience that, like, yeah. number one. And secondly, if you were unfortunate enough to experience it, where you had a loss of power or a loss of freedom or some loss of self-expression or so it's all I always think it's a loss of power something happened where you lost your voice you know mm-hmm. and that and that just gets embedded in your brain as a trauma you know yeah. and your brain then like once it's been like I, I read this thing recently where it's like once a trauma actually it was actually with another conversation I did with someone else for the podcast Tara who resilient yeah. emotions and she was saying like once it's recognized as a trauma it goes into like your kind of amygdala short-term memory doesn't get put back in your long-term memory which means it's always there ready to be pulled out the minute someone trick the minute something triggers you it's and it can be those triggers are they can be minute like mm. a smell a smell like a or, smell or, a or yeah a thought and then next thing you're brought right back right yeah. back to that feeling of this loss of power and yeah. like I think it's so powerful like to to like what I'm hearing you say really is that like you're probably discovering that it's the perinatal trauma trauma resolution work is really where you you probably feel you make the most impact or not I, really where you love I like you know loads of people ask me like what do you love the most about what you do and I'm like all of it I, I can't choose one thing like mm. I think the hardest part is the trauma mm. it's the hardest part because I like I know how to separate myself from it now but when I started out first before I did any trauma training or you know before I became trauma informed or anything I found it really hard to separate myself from someone else's trauma and I was getting stuck in their trauma as well which obviously isn't helpful and you know isn't good for me as a professional um so yeah I know how to separate myself now but it's still a really hard part of it and I think getting a doula is definitely like prevention is better than cure right always 
you want to prevent any sort of trauma and with getting a doula you're getting that support you're getting your person who is giving you all the information so that you're making informed decisions right the way through so you know whatever pops up you go to an antenatal and they say for example oh you're having a big baby so you know let's book in for an induction or let's book in for a cesarean like if someone hears that and they don't have someone to contact and say oh this is what they said to me today immediately you you go oh my god I'm having a big baby Mm. I can't do that Mm. but if you have your doula and you you text them and you say so this is what they've said in the appointment today and your doula comes back and says that's okay because your body has done all of this throughout your pregnancy to prepare for that and if you're in an upright position you're opening your pelvis more and your baby has fontanelles that are going to overlap so that their head molds to fit through your pelvis. You know, we have all this information to help you to feel more empowered, to help you to feel more confident and calmer about your whole experience so that you are making informed decisions based on what's best for you and not fear-based decisions. Yeah. And they're going, oh my God, I need to do what the doctor said because X, Y, and Z. You're not acting from your subconscious. You're acting from your conscious because you've, you know, you've gone through all of this, what you're doing. Yeah, I love it. Like being empowered, confident, yeah. calm. Yeah. Like I, that's, and that's, that's probably the And end. it's not like, and it's that compassion as well. You know, you're, you're calling your doula after that antenatal appointment and you're saying X, Y, and Z and your doula is not saying, oh, sure to be grand. Like we're not sitting there dismissing how you're feeling. We're sitting there with compassion, asking you how you feel. What do you want to talk about now? You know, would you like the information now or would you like to wait a few days or would you like to just forget about the information? Because some people don't want to know. That's fine as well. Or some people want to wait a little while. Yeah, it's just amazing. Like, I just like, guys, anyone that's listening to this that's pregnant, just please get a doula. Like, and I know, like, there's two doula associations in Ireland, isn't there? There's the... Well, there's a doula association and then there's a doula agency okay got it so the doula association of ireland is a body of doulas um who are connected to the doula association there's a hardship fund for people who might not necessarily have the resources or the funds to hire a doula so there is a hardship fund that they can get through the doula association and we do continuous um, professional development and training as well through the dai um and there's a whole network of us so that's a really good, I suppose, search engine. If you're looking for a doula in your area, you go to doula.ie and type in wherever you're at and a whole host of doulas will pop up. Um, then there's Doula Care Ireland, which is an agency of doulas. Um, and that's where you would con- uh, contact Doula Care and they would match you with a doula in your area. Like and another thing I heard before I, when I did a, a talk um with Lisa Joyce you know Lisa and um this is during Covid and she was saying like like you know the way people would be you know giving you presents and stuff for the baby and like it's actually even to say to them actually I want a doula and I'd prefer the support like you know this kind Mm -hmm. of support I think I'll get more out of it than and I was like yeah like even all those things that you know and actually I'm just wondering is a doula I presume it's probably not covered on health insurance is it um 
So with Doula Care Ireland, the agency, they're covered under some health insurances. I'm not sure which. Yeah, sorry, now I just kind of was wondering. We're working towards that, that with um, the Doula Association of Ireland as well. So, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're covered on health insurance and I don't think people claim. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. Like my antenatal workshops are covered. Yeah. I get, really, I get really frustrated. I'm like, claim, claim. You're getting money back. You get money back. Codler, and I think we covered so much in a really short period of time there. So, because I'm, yeah, I want to keep everything really short. But if people want to find you and they can go to your website. Yeah, or Instagram, Globe Baby Doula. My website is globebabydoula.com. And like, my messages are always open. If anyone wants to just chat, I offer free consultation calls um, to chat about your options and see if we'd make a good team. And one thing I would say is, oh, here's my dog. Sorry. Oh, no, I really want to <laughs> um, dog. I'm having dog. I'm having serious like dog problems at the moment. I want a dog really badly. Really? Yeah. Everywhere I go, I see dogs. Oh, yeah. What kind of dog do you have? I have a lab. Too. Oh, a lab. Lovely, yeah. That was I did the I did the um you know what breed dog is my match you know like a test and it's a golden door a cross between a Labrador and a golden retriever ah uh, oh wow because they're basically the same dog I thought yeah, so like either the Labrador or a golden retriever that yeah. I, oh they're yeah. just the best like she is the most lovable thing like she's just she's only ten months old as well um, what color is she is she is she golden or brown? <laughs> I love you're trying to see her there. Where? Where? She's very heavy, but. Oh, there she is. Oh, look. Oh. What's her name? Twig. I will yeah. get one. It's just a matter of time, really. You know? Oh, I do. She's lovely. If she's ever having pups, I'll let you know. I'm, I'm just not sure about the whole pup thing. I'll go full dog doula if she does. <laughs> full dog doula. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she'll be having a home birth <laughs> but yeah the one thing I will say if um if someone is, is thinking about a doula as well like partners can have huge reservations about doulas um you know and I see this all the time and that can be kind of a deciding point for a lot of people like oh my partner doesn't really want a doula if you are thinking about it and if you're setting up a consultation call with a doula make sure your partner's there so that they, they can fully understand that a doula is there to support the unit, support the partner and the birthing person, not just the birthing person. We, you know, we, a lot of partners are like, well, what will I do then? You know, if you have a doula, what am I going to do? Actually, you're going to do a whole lot more because, oh, just one second, maybe, sorry. Yeah, I imagine that you would do a whole lot more because you're you're kind of supporting them, you're giving them direction and so that they feel supported. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, the dog got caught in Yeah, like all those antenatal appointments that you would have with your doula. Your doula is there to chat to both of you, if like to talk to both of you about how you're feeling, to prepare both of you for the labor and birth so that you understand exactly how physiological labor and birth unfolds as well as inductions and all the rest um, to prepare you both to give you all the information to release any fears that either of you have because you know that's a huge part of pregnancy as well for both partner and birthing person 
and then also to teach the partner techniques to use during labor and to teach them you know something as simple as but well, this is simple for me because I know it but to not talk to someone while they're having a contraction to wait until that contraction eases and then ask them or then talk to them about whatever you want to talk to them about but we're here to prepare partners to be that advocate and to be the ultimate support for their wife or their their birthing partner because that's what's needed I would never step in and tell a partner actually you're doing that wrong now let me take over because I'm breaking that whole oxytocin flow the partner is the oxytocin protector and the advocate for their their birthing woman or, or person and they are the most important and that's why as a doula or as doulas we build the partners to make sure that they can be a person. I'm so glad that you just said that because when I hear you say that like what occurs to me is that like you're really setting up setting them up for great partnership Mm -hmm. for when the baby arrives yeah you know like it's you're kind of like building a really good foundation like this is the you know like involving them they're a team it's a unit and, and it's like you're 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 just holding them to, yeah. be, to be that unit. And, and then you just, then you leave and they're all empowered and, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. And like yeah. you do postpartum yeah. plans and preparation as well, which is hugely beneficial and important. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I did none of this. Like when I think about, and like the thing about this guys as well, just anyone that's listening, like I worked in the maternity hospital. I taught I should know all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I did know the informational stuff that we can read and all that. And, and I probably knew extra physical stuff because of the classes, you know, mm-hmm. but I wasn't at all prepared for the emotional, the emotional work. And I wasn't at all prepared for the changes like it would bring to my relationship with my husband or mm-hmm. my relationship with my identity. And, and, and I wasn't prepared for the medical model like like there, there is something that you just inherently know as a woman that like you're you're kind of stepping into a system that may not actually support all my needs you know it will get the baby delivered safely you know well you know that's controversial that's yeah, another podcast tell that's the narrative <laughs> that we have but like um i i felt like you know it's funny like and i'll share this before we finish up but like um, my, my last ba- my last appointment that um, I my last baby, my third baby, went into the maternity hospital and so excited, you know, the first scan, the 14 week scan, it makes it real, you know, you're so excited driving in, your husband's with you, it makes it really excited. We arrive in, there's no parking, we're circling for ages, we get there, there's no seats, the seats are all full, there's loads of pregnant women standing up, it goes to the toilets, the toilets are blocked. Um, I just come out and I wait five hours to get through the system. I never felt like I was really listened to. I was just like this kind of person that had to get through the system. Uh, got my scan and then I came out just completely deflated, like totally deflated. Like, and I just remember saying to my husband, like, oh, like it's just like, I just, I feel like there must be a better way, you know? And he said to me, my husband is a farmer, right? And he said to me, I wouldn't do that to the cows. Eilish. He said, I wouldn't bring the cows in here. Yeah. 
and have them standing around in a strange place with people they don't know handling them like for hours like they, they, it would actually cause them damage or they would abort <laughs> and I was like really? and when he just said it to me like that or he actually just said it to me I wouldn't do that to the cows and he was like why do women stand for it and I was like I think it's because we don't know another way you know and um and then I did say to him, maybe we should have a home birth. You know, this was the conversation. Maybe yeah. we should have a home birth. And he goes, no way, are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> but what about the cows? <laughs> they have home births yeah, all the time. Yeah, what about the cows? <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back a bit. <laughs> I love it. But eventually, eventually he saw the light. He did see the yeah. light. And it's exactly what you said. He came to the consultation with me. I was mm-hmm. open. I said, look. Let's meet this midwife, the home birth midwife. She's just around the corner. It's very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll just have a conversation and see what you think. And if it, if it isn't, if it doesn't work for you, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's a great way to actually even broach doulas or, you yeah. know, like to actually say, look, just come to the consultation, meet them, see what you think. And like, after he met the midwife, he was like, yeah, yeah, this, this looks great. She's great. She's great you know yeah. so like he felt really reassured you know and, and hurt you know so um yeah so he did that was our conversation in the car where he was like he wouldn't do this to the house like it's I just, true it's so true and oh, like yeah. I talk about this so much actually all the time and even outside of my antenatal workshops but like if you look at how animals give birth and look at how we give birth like imagine if you did that to an animal yeah, if you loaded an animal up, like in the middle of birth, right, loaded them up uh, in, a, in a vehicle and they're in labour, right, yeah. and then you brought them to this strange building mm-hmm. that they've never been in before uh, with these strange people handling them that they don't know and have never handled them before um, in these bright lights and all these different like sensory things. And then possibly the animal isn't kind of being heard or, you know, like they, they would shut down. Yeah. The labor would stop straight away. Like physically, they would just stop. Everything would stop. So when the cows go into, like, they don't, they don't go near them. They're like, whatever no. you do, don't go near that cow. Don't go near that when cow. Because we, we were, we only moved back home at the beginning of lockdown and we were quarantining on like this big farm and it was calving season. And I swear to God, Oh, I was in my element, absolute element, because the farmer had come up the lane and he'd just say, did you hear any extra mooing? <laughs> I was like, yeah, did it sound a bit different? I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right, Grant, I'll come back later. I'll turn the cameras back on. And like, he just left him. Well, I don't go to And yeah. I was like, oh my, and I said it to him one day, I was like, you should be a midwife. <laughs> like, what? And I said, like, you should work in the hospital. Like, the way you just leave them to do their own thing is just amazing it's how all birth should be he was like oh and we had this lengthy discussion about birth and I was just like is everyone should give birth on a farm actually bring it back to I know yeah like 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 they still watch, you know what I mean? Though they're, that's the thing. Though the farmers are there, they're watching on the cameras. They're looking for signs. They're looking mm-hmm. for, you know, they know when they're about to give birth. They're looking for signs of distress, and they do like when they, when they need to, they do intervene, you know. Yeah, but, they but only when they need to. 
only when they need to because yeah. yeah. Ian will say like because he cows a lot like they have a lot of cows like and and um they would he would say like the last thing you want to do is intervene mm -hmm. you know because you know it's just the very last thing you know um so yeah i think sometimes it's just interesting. I suppose really as Eamon became my doula really by default because and basically like and on my first baby, I'd always ask him, what what do the cows do? Like mm -hmm. what I'd be asking him. So, like I love like I love working with farmers because like one workshop I did in particular that pops into my mind, it was with um a woman and her partner, and I went to their house. We did a private workshop and he was a farmer. And I was just talking about the way birth unfolds and he just, he took over and he, he led the workshop based on what he knows from the cows. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, of course she, like, of yeah. course the best option would be to stay at home as long as possible. Yeah. You know, and he was like, of course it would just like me staying in here and watching the cameras as long as possible is the best option for the cows. Yeah. Like, Oh, I just love working with farmers. I love it. Another thing, the other thing is that, like, because I went over and all my my kids, you know, and um, Eamon, I was like, you know, you'd be freaking out because they'd be telling you in the hospital, like, um, oh, the placenta is going to degrade now, and the placenta function is going to, and then you're like, oh, you know, and um, because the placenta. Even though my mother had said to me, she never went into natural birth. She went way over as well with all of us. Like, and back then they used to let you go like three weeks, you know. Yeah. And um, Eamon said to me, he goes, but you know, like, like the Charlie cows, they go a month longer than the Frisian. Like, surely it's in the breeding. And I was like, yeah. But that, like, that in itself is reassuring and calming. Yeah, because I was like, I'm obviously a all the same. Yeah, I'm a Shirley cow. Yeah, we're friends. <laughs> you know, we're all different. Like. It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I couldn't go into the antenatal <laughs> and say I'm a Shirley. But I did get, I did get stronger with it on my second child. You know, I did kind of say, I'm not worried about this. I said I went over on my last. My mother went over on all of us. This is the way I'm made up. You know, yeah. unless a if you can see a problem. I said, I have no problem coming in for a scan every day on the Doppler for, to check the placental function. But I know that this is just my breathing. Mm -hmm. you know. yeah. But anyway, we have to finish. <laughs> we could be here we all, could day. all day. All yeah. day. Lorraine, thank you so much. Yeah, you're so welcome. It was lovely. And thank you so much for inviting me on. Well, no problem. It was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. If you found this conversation informative, please share. Everything happens in conversation. If you want to learn more about our classes and education at The Bump Room, head over to our website, thebumproom.ie.